The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Well, it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Welcome back to Short Hops and Tall Tales, a pictureless podcast highlighting the funny, weird, and bizarre elements of baseball that make America's pastime special. I'm thrilled to reintroduce my... It's not fair when you just give me, like, like this is blatantly German. I, I'm not going to be able to... A friend shaman, is, is that... That works. Friend shaman works. I'll go with it. It's Brandon. He's here. Hey, guys. What's up? What's, what is that? What's going on with that? Uh, so it kind of works on a couple levels. Number one, so that word, however you pronounced it, means like the internal cringe when you see something from a distance. It's like okay. how, I, how I watch The Office and I just cringe inwardly right. and I hate every moment. Uh, but also when this airs, I will probably be uh, about a couple weeks in Germany by then. So I, I felt like a German word is good for this moment. That's right. Yeah, you're gonna gonna be overseas in a bit. That's right. Um, I am assuming. So we're uh, doing this a couple of weeks beforehand, but I'm assuming by this time, um, the Diamondbacks will be four games ahead of the Giants for first game in the NL West. I'm very excited to see that happen. I would love to see that too. I, <laughs> I would. I would love, and that's what I, I think I'm realizing is I think this is our first podcast in the Freddie Freeman era. I don't. Uh, you know what? So uh, I'm tired. I'm tired, and I'm uh, guys. Uh, Dodgers. Why? Uh, I like baseball, funny. so I can just not watch the NL West for a while, which is fine. <laughs> um. So anyway, so this episode we we got a fun episode for you guys. <laughs> so first of all, we are doing a player profile on somebody new to the league, uh, who is fantastic, by the way. We have Seiya Suzuki. If you don't know that name, you will. He's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we have, of course, the pickle jar. And then we're going to flash forward. We're going to talk about what baseball may be like in 10 years into the future. Wow. And and when you think about it, you know, we're recording this podcast. In the past. In, yeah. Just, and this will you know air in the future. So we're talking about, yeah. <laughs> this is like our Tenet podcast. It's our Chris Nolan episode. Okay. Okay, uh, I guess I'm Bruce Willis in this. Anyway, oh, that's Looper. <laughs> Sorry, wrong one. It's like, what? Uh, okay, pick off <laughs> trivia. <laughs> pick off trivia. That's right. All right. So, question for you, Noah. So we have had 117 World Series played since its inception. Now, the American League has won 66 times, while the National League has been better 51 times. So the question is, including ties. How many individual World Series games have been played? Oh. This is truly trivia. And I'd say get it within 20, get it within 50, and I'll give you the point. Okay. Um, this is hard because then you got to remember that it was the World Series was also it used to go like eight games. Too. It did. And, and I will give you the hint. It, it went to, um, sorry, best of nine games yeah. four times. Only four times. Uh, okay, so, so that's not that's not going to push it too far one way or the other. There's been 117. The majority of them have not gone to eight or nine games. They've gone to probably probably like five or six. And we've had a couple World Series with tie games involved. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna eyeball it. Say, 
I'm going to go with uh, 650 games. You're almost within 50 games. Ah. 703 games. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so the, the Tide World Series involved 1907, 12, and 22. More. I definitely I should have gotten more because cause my reasoning was thinking, I was like, you know what, if I just, with very little basis for this, I was like, if I just take the 117 World Series, multiply it by like five, five and a half, six and a half, something like yeah. that, I'll come around where I was. But, but uh, I, I, honestly, for a number just pulling out of your hat, that's a solid guess. Yeah, I, I felt good about it. I felt I felt all right as far as you know our our trivia goes. I feel like I am usually. A little <laughs> oh little man, yeah. What, so yeah. you usually get pretty close, but when you ask me trivia questions, I'm like, I don't know, Hank Aaron, and you're like, no, the answer is Cy Young. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Cool. Um. So yeah, like you mentioned at the top of the show, we're gonna do something a little differently. Uh. This. Uh, this afternoon evening i guess it's a weird intermediate period of morning time. i think we established um, this podcast is a good a, breakfast okay. podcast breakfast podcast uh and that is uh we're actually going to go in into a player a, a, a deep dive on a player who actually is uh playing today uh and somebody who actually has never played in a major league baseball game before and that is like you said uh the exciting young outfielder uh Seiya suzuki so Seiya Suzuki is, uh, like I said, he's a new outfielder. He just very recently signed with the Chicago Cubs, uh, and what, he's very notable because he's the latest player to make the jump from Japan's Nippon Professional Baseball League to MLB. Uh, and and so whenever, a lot of the times when a player makes that transition, especially somebody like Suzuki, uh, based on you know his career that we'll get into in a second here, there's a lot of there's often a lot of hype because you're not entirely sure how they're going to transition. Yeah. It, it, it's like, so we love prospects obviously, because the prospect is untapped, untapped potential. Uh, but when you come up with Japan, for example, you're already in your prime and you've proven yourself that you can hit the best. So it's super exciting when a player of his caliber comes over, because we think automatically he's going to hit the ground and become the next Ichiro or Sohei yeah, Otani. Yeah. You kind of nailed it with with the because we love prospects. Everybody loves to get excited about who the next Mike Trout is or whoever the next Bryce Harper is. That's the first prospect I really remember being being hyped to the moon. Uh, but I, you just you just totally look so what? Uh, I feel so. If we if we can use a looper analogy, I feel very Bruce Willis in this situation. <laughs> I mean, I, I I remember I remember Strasburg actually. Uh, that's Stra- like a year oh man, I remember Strasburg first outing was a much wash. I watched, I sat down yeah, the first I outing, watched that. it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh. Um. Anyway, uh, but uh, when players come over from Japan or when players come over from Korea, they've got a little bit more credibility to their profiles because it is a higher level of competition than AAA than the minor leagues, even though it might not be at the level that Major League Baseball is at. Uh, you know, like Brandon said, they're also further along into their careers, like say a Suzuki who will talk, who we're talking about, he's in his prime right now. Uh, so you do have a little more expectation uh, from them. And we've gotten a lot of really great players who have come over and hit the ground running like Ichiro, like Hideki Matsui, uh, Shohei Otani struggled a little bit, but that was more just getting healthy. And he's, mm-hmm. he won an MVP, uh, you know, in his first real full season. <laughs> Uh, but more into Seiya Suzuki. So he's 27 years old. Uh, so like we were saying, you know, he's in his prime. He's old for a conventional rookie. But often that's how, you know, Japanese players are older when they come over mm-hmm. because of how the posting process works. Uh, the, and they've basically got already be league veterans to uh, be eligible to go through that posting process and become MLB free agents. Uh, Shohei Otani was a notable exception, however, as he chose to play pay for or play for a lot less money just to get over here and and we thank him for that yeah it's it's really cool that was really cool as we get you know we get the maximum uh time with him but uh yeah like we said suzuki he signed a five-year 85 million dollar contract with the cubs uh in the last week or so this offseason and he was one of the names that there are a lot of teams from all levels of or all all i guess market levels mm-hmm. that were really you know he was he was being sought after by i, I really want the dodgers to sign him even though of course 
I, but you, I just, you guys, I'm you guys signed enough. Horrible person, yeah. Uh, but I, I remember <laughs> I had some. I knew a lot of Padres fans that really wanted him to go there, and and I, I was actually really hoping he'd go to the Angels because I thought that would be really cool. We, we, we all do. We all want the best Everyone for the Angels. Wants the Angels to do well, except for Artie. Except for the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say except for the Angels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, a little background about Suzuki uh, during his time in Japan. He actually he made his name as a really stellar hitter and a uh, superb defensive outfielder. However, he started off pitching a lot. He was a pitcher in high school. He was actually okay. drafted as a pitcher by the Hiroshima Carp in the second round of the 2012 NPB draft. Uh, however, shortly after he was switched to an infielder and actually given uh, jersey number 51 uh, in honor of Ichiro. Now, they wait, don't wait, just... wait. oh, what was he given 51 or did he choose 51? Because that's a big difference there. Like there's a huge amount of honor either way. I mean, that's that's what I read. Was he he was? Given oh, 51. wow. Yeah, he, I, like the fact that he's given 51 just adds so much more weight to that moment. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but is it? Is it a huge difference if they're like, here, take 51 versus him going, can I have well, it? They're like, and yeah, I'll, you're worth it. You yeah, know? but also high school, high school baseball is much That's different in, in Japan yeah. than it is in America here. Uh, if you're on the mayor there, they have a nationwide high school tournament in Japan. And go yeah. look into that because it's fabulous. But uh, regardless, he ended up with number 51, which is a huge deal because Ichiro is the most uh, probably it's him and Sadaharu Oh, the most, the two most revered Japanese baseball players uh, of of all time. So to get number fifty one, especially just being drafted out of high school, is is a huge honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he actually he make he made his NPV debut uh, about a year later uh, with a cup of coffee. He played in about eleven games in September twenty thirteen at the ripe young age of nineteen. Uh, he was all right, but you know it's eleven games. Can't really tell a whole yeah, lot. You're nineteen. It. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, he spent most of the following year on the farm, but he excelled when he was in the uh, with the carp uh, with th- uh, three forty four batting average in thirty six games, and then he finally he he cracked the opening day lineup in twenty fifteen and actually primarily became an outfielder. He was playing some first, some third base, okay. uh, you know, defense before that. Uh, but now he's 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 officially he's a starter. Uh, he hit two seventy five. Uh, that twenty fifteen is his first real year. Uh, just five home runs, which I think you're going to find interesting is something to kind of keep your eye on. Okay. Uh, so that was solid first year, uh, really made a huge jump going into 2016, uh, made his first all-star team, led the, uh, the carp in batting average with 335, uh, hit 29 home runs. Big jump. You're right about that. Up from, you know, yeah, big jump from five to 29, led the team in OPS with, uh, 1016, which is nuts. Uh, also won a gold glove and he was selected to the best nine. Now that's something we actually, we kind of do do it here now. Uh, but the best nine award, think about it more like, I know the NBA does it where they have first the, uh, teams, yeah, first team, second team, or essentially they pick like the best player at each position. Uh, kind of like an all-star team. They don't actually yeah. play. Or if you're a soccer fan, they open the yeah. premier league, they do the same thing every week. Yeah. I, I want to say they made all MLB teams last year, and it was a. It, I, I kind of feel like I remember that. I that I think they. Thing. I could be uh, wrong. If I remember it correct, so this proves how poorly uh, Major League Baseball markets their awards yeah, and 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 their shows. I think they had a show either last year, or the year before, for the best of players. Yeah, but I can't remember. Yeah, but anyway, he was he was one of the best. You know. He won the Best Nine Award. Very, very prestigious award. Uh, he also helped to lead his team to their first pennant in 25 years. So he's really doing it all. Uh, the following year, 2017, he caught better. He hit 300, hit 26 home runs, uh, stole 16 bases even, hey. too. Uh, led the league in OPS, uh, but he injured his leg and had to end the season early and get surgery. But still hit 300, hit 26 home runs, uh, got another gold glove, uh, best nine award. They they got another wow. pennant. Uh, and he actually was able to play for Japan in the World Baseball Classic in 2017, which is a huge, huge deal as well. <sighs> 2018 uh, made a third consecutive All-Star team, homered in the All-Star game actually against Yusei Kikuchi, who okay. uh, would later come over and play for the Mariners. And now he's on the Blue Jays. 
uh, he hit 320 that season, hit 30 home runs, 94 RBIs. So he always had the hitting tool. He was always hitting, oh, yeah. you know, high average. But then he he really started hitting the, the squat rack or something. He just really started cranking home runs. So we got, we got hitting, we got power, and we got fielding. And he's a good fielder. And, and, and you know, I, I'm not sure the average. Base. Yeah, I'm not sure the average stolen bases, but, you know, maybe that's four tools right yeah. there. Well, yeah, and, and he leads the team to their third their third pennant that year. Absolutely. He's really really carrying everything, and he's a he's a fan favorite. Uh, twenty nineteen, real fan favorite because he led the league in all star voting. Uh, <laughs> so more more votes than anyone else. Hit three thirty five with a uh, 10, uh, 1018 OPS, twenty eight home runs. Won the home run derby. Uh, led the league in batting average, uh, on base plus slugging. Really, just a monster season in 2019. Uh, 2020, of course, we had the uh, mm-hmm. shortened COVID season. Uh, was not an All Star. Still hit 300 with 25 home runs. Not sure how you're not an All Star. I, I don't think that in a short, shortened season. I, I don't but. think we had All Stars in 2020. It's just kind of written off. Like you know what, we yeah, all we I, made it. We're all All Stars. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Uh, but he did win a fourth Gold Glove award, fifth time uh, in the best nine. Absolutely. Really filling up his his trophy cabinet and then in 2021 last year he had 317 had a career high at 1073 ops hit 38 home runs uh led big jump and batting average as well on base percent like literally just he he chose the perfect time to come to major league baseball money wise based off those stats yeah totally he uh he another all-star another gold glove another best nine uh, played for Japan in the 2020 Olympics and helped them win a gold medal. Oh yeah. Uh, although he hit 167, still well, hit a home run. You know, baseball's a team it's effort, so that's fine. Effort. Yeah, it's small sample size, <laughs> but won a gold a gold medal, so that's that's really cool. Uh, I always think that's a cool. I don't want to call it a footnote because it's more important than that, but a cool little like extra extracurricular. Yeah, like <laughs> winning a a gold in the yeah. Olympics, and you that's know, really cool. Winning the WBC, it's yeah. just really cool. You're exact. It's a different type of pride. Yeah. So, like you said, though, he's really entering MLB at the height of his career. He just, uh, you know, tore up NPB last year. Uh, won the bat. Like when when you're winning the batting title and hitting 38 home runs. Oh yeah, you, and a Golden Glove. Rare. Yeah, that puts you in some rare, uh, some rare air. Now, like I said, so he let's go back and look at that contract. So that's. Five years, eighty-five million dollars. That's a bargain. Feels like so that's seventeen million. So seventeen million dollars oh, a year. Let me put the, it that way. Well, I mean, seventeen million a year is pretty good, uh, right? But, for, but looking at like established stars who are getting twenty-five, thirty plus, which makes sense because they've proven themselves in this league, and this also, is different than Japan. I think I think that's a really great contract, though, because if you look at it, so that's he's going to be thirty, only thirty-two when this contract is up. Solid. 17 a million for 27 to 32 that's that's they, totally worth and it. they can he's still just, turn around and get the contract after that too yeah ex- exactly uh so we talked a little bit about players who've come over from japan to play in in mlb and while there are the ichiros the hideki matsui's the shohei mm-hmm. otani's that obviously can't be expected of every of, of no. most players right that's that's kind of how we're we're spoiled a lot of the times people expect rookies to just be I'm amazing out of the gate because we're spoiled with guys like Tatis and Acuna and Soto. That's who we want. We want those prospects to come out just out of the gate swinging, but it's, it's hard probability. It's not going to happen. It's, it's just baseball is a difficult sport. And when you're coming, like I said, the, the NPV, while it is a very competitive league, it is still just a touch below the competition level of major league baseball. So not only is he adjusting to different, you know, different kind of styles of play, but also, mm-hmm. and, and just also just the, the shock that comes with living in a new environment in a country across the world, a completely uh, different language. Yeah, exactly. It's just a different culture altogether. That's difficult to make the transition to. Yeah. And then, and then you throw in that there is going to be an increase in difficulty here and yeah, it's easy to see how, how players have struggled in their first year yeah. coming over uh, a couple of notable players who have made this jump recently. Uh, Yoshi, uh, Yoshitomo Tsutsugo, uh, Shogo Akiyama, who both had uh, Akiyama especially had pretty f- solid expectations. I feel like last mm-hmm. year, not nearly as high as, as Suzuki's, but uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to make that transition. Uh, but 
what he has going for him is he will that you know defense doesn't really slump a whole lot right like he's immediately going to be able to contribute in the outfield mm-hmm. with, you know a strong arm uh he can also he has that early experience it's, playing third base or even shortstop if needed to it's oh man it's almost like plugging into the chris bryant slot <laughs> yeah right uh, and yeah, that's why it makes it a really solid signing for the Cubs where they're not really competitive right now, but they might, they might be back in the window of contention by the time he's like 30 to 32. The last couple uh, years that. Yeah. Um, so from, from the Cubs, I know we're going to talk about protective projections and how we think he's going to do later on, but from the Cubs point of view, like they're not in contention at the moment. You don't trade Rizzo and Bryant's or, and expect to be in contention the next year. And this guy's in his prime right now. And I, yeah. I know that the prime lasts a couple of years, but 27 may be better than 30 just by, you know, statistics right. wise. So it's an odd signing for the Cubs, but also he's a great player with a good following. So it also makes and, sense in that perspective. And he's, he's less expensive, you know, that's he, he could very matters. Well because 85 million for five years is pretty cheap when you consider time, it is. time value of money. Right. So he could end up playing like, yeah, there's going to be this learning curve coming over here. But if he ends up hitting 300 and hits 25 home runs, that's a steal for $17 million. Yeah. Like that's, you know, like that's, As, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of more to let's, let's kind of talk about what are some of those, those outcomes, right? I looked on fan graphs and I saw that he's being projected by a couple different, uh, I guess projection, uh, yeah, sure. I, I'm trying to come up with the word. Anyway, uh, Zips, the bat, uh, ATC is being projected for around like 20 home runs, hit 250 to 260, 107 WRC plus. That's a good hitter. That's like solid. That's, that's very much like I, I want to say like a Chris Taylor kind of a right. Really, like, you know, he's but, not going to hurt you, really. I, I feel like this is one of the first times we're dipping into real fantasy value, because I think right sure. now both of us are gearing up for fantasy drafts. Uh, so that's kind of where our mind's at. If I look at that player and think him has an outfielder, like fantasy-wise, I'll probably skip. But if he's playing shortstop, I will take that all day long. Well, and if he, but if he also can steal you eight to twelve bases, like he he stole like ten bases the last yeah. ha- handful of years. So I think I think he's really that's. I feel like that's kind of like more of a boring player profile where that sounds where right. He's going to be helpful, but. You know, but I, I really, what do you, what do you think? Do you think that that's like, do you think he's going to outperform that? Do you think he's going to underperform that line? I very desperately want him to outperform uh, based off his prior stats in Japan, like 317, 38 home runs. Those are solid statistics, especially because uh, Japan plays fewer games than Major League Baseball. Um, but I get attached to players drafting them based off their personality, for example. <laughs> and so I, I was doing some reading on Suzuki as well, and he is a fun guy. Um, so, for, for example, during one of the interviews uh, that America was giving him, and he said, they, we asked him, you know, what, what, what are there some things you look for in a Major League Baseball city? Like, it's up to you where to sign. Where do you want to sign? And he was trying to find the right word through his translator until he threw up his hands and said, Chizu. Uh, and, and then the translator kind of laughed and said, nachos. He wants the best nachos. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> I know. That's, that's like, I, I just love those moments when these, uh, these like athletes are just like essentially just these super, you know, these super competitive people just like have that moment of, yeah, I just want nachos. Yeah, man, I just, <laughs> I just want really good nachos with yeah. some brisket on it. It's all Whatever. I want. Relatable. Yeah, and he also really looks up to Mike Trout being an outfielder. Um, you know, he, during an interview, um, it was said, who do you really look up to? He goes, you know, Otani and Trout for obvious reasons. He wants to emulate him. And and he was actually quoted as saying, uh, Mike Trout, I love you. <laughs> and that's actually why he wears number 27 is in honor of Trout. And uh right. That's funny. I was just gonna say, yeah, I, I, I definitely, I saw that, and that was, that was part of the, the inspiration. Was I, I saw him oh, say, yeah. "Mike Trout, I love you." I was like, yeah, who doesn't? That's, that's like, we, funny. we got you. We understand. Yeah. And uh, when, when somebody brought up Otani, um, you know, Suzuki goes, "Well, you know, I can pitch too." <laughs> <laughs> so he, that's he funny. just has a great personality, and I desperately want him to succeed. Yeah. And uh, if fantasy wise, at this point. Because of personalities, I probably will draft him on the bench just just in case, and okay. maybe he'll be a keeper and break out. 
What is what is like? Do you have like a how many home runs? Where, where, where's his batting average at? So Zips has him at twenty home runs. Honestly, I hate to say it, that sounds right. I think twenty three tops. I'd love to see him go twenty five plus, but twenty three tops, twenty sounds right. I got to say it. Yeah, I, uh, I was. But that, as as far as nachos eaten, far more than twenty nachos. <laughs> well, I would hope so. uh i uh yeah i i kind of agree in terms of power i don't think we're gonna see more than 25 i think we're we we could definitely see around like 22 23 home runs yeah i think he'll also hit better than that though i think he'll probably hit around like 265 275 but and and that'll be a really good year but but uh you know 23 home runs 265 with gold glove defense yeah call me a fan i am in yeah uh yeah so uh say suzuki just uh very briefly a, a quick profile uh he could and who knows maybe he blows these projections away and we're back here next year talking about wow that he actually went and hit 370 love that. 40 home runs right because that's the other thing is you don't know like that's that's what's, what's so much fun about getting way too excited about these prospects mm-hmm. and getting over the moon for for guys is then when they actually hit like it's just it's so it's so incredible because it's beyond your yeah and it's also exciting because in his past he's proven to be healthy so that tells you there's a good chance you're going to see what he can actually do as opposed to you know grady sizemoring it (laughs) yeah i agree i agree uh but yeah so uh 27 uh number 27 now roaming the uh wrigley outfield say a suzuki Eric Davis says, "Look out for those walls." Oh gosh, <laughs> don't, 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 <laughs> don't. Uh, I, I'm trying to. What's the word when you like bring something up? Um, Jinx. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, more short hops and tall tales after a word from our sponsors. Hey, Alex Fast here, and thanks for listening to this podcast on the Pitcher List Podcast Network. If you're a fan, consider supporting all of us by getting a PL Plus subscription, where you're going to get an ad-free website and get access to our Discord, where you can talk to all of our podcast hosts and staff. Plus, you can hang out with our incredible Pitcher List community. It's basically a baseball sanctuary year-round for as low as $8 a month. You can sign up at PitcherList.com backslash plus, and you're going to get your first month free with promo code podcast also don't forget to check out everything else we do as well from youtube videos live streams newsletters off-season articles tiktoks breakdowns over 15 baseball podcasts on our network we can't stop talking about baseball even during the off-season so sign up for pl plus today at pitcherlist.com backslash plus and use promo code podcast to get your first month free all right thanks for listening let's get back to the show all right we're back uh so uh right after so prior to the break we just had a, a great conversation about Seiya suzuki who uh i'm trying to draft everywhere that i can uh, but now <laughs> it's time to talk about uh shift gears and open up the pickle jar so Oof. What are we talking about today? What's 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 our, our word phrase? So this week in baseball idioms, lexicon, terminology, whatever you want to call it, we have the dog days of summer, all which right. I, I think we've all heard that phrase listening, especially on AM radio. They now just say it's the dog days of summer here. And it's just kind of tired. <laughs> so let, let, let me ask you this. What, what are the dog days of summer? I mean, I, I know I, it's it's isn't it just like like the late summer yeah it's, it's like august right where it's it's like Ju- Ju- july to august where it's just the the sun is up really late and it's just like kind of like a dead heat i just yeah. think about people just kind of being too too like it's too hot to really want to move and it's just muggy and yeah and what, what, when i was growing up i always imagined that as like dogs laying down on the porch and being tired because the sun's out and they just don't want to move. So and everyone's kind of lazy. It's going kind of slow and it drags on. That, that was my mindset. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's, yeah. Make, makes sense. So, you know, late, late August <laughs> time, like the season's dragging on. Games either yeah. really don't really matter at this point because things are almost decided. Um, so let me ask you this. Where do you think the term comes from? I have no idea. The first time I heard that term was, I think it was like in a book or something. Um I, I don't know. I, I kind of what I've always visualized, though, is like a dog kind of sitting 
like i i know i feel like this is like a very like this is a phrase that would come off of a farm right like i'm thinking like this farm dog kind of like laying down with his is his like head just like he's tired just like big floppy panting. ears yeah yeah exactly like it's been a long day it's like the yeah, it makes afternoon sense. sun setting and and it's you know it's the dog days right mm-hmm. so the dog days of summer and and you know these terms it's a venn diagram of to my two favorite things which is of course baseball and astronomy Oh, no. I didn't see this coming. (laughs) Oh, no, Noah says. That is right. So the dog days of summer really represents when the dog star, Sirius, rises up in the early morning. And, of course, Sirius is known as the dog star because it is part of the constellation Canis Major being the dog constellation. I really didn't think that that much went into it. I really – I'm not going to lie. I thought my answer was really – close to the truth so that's interesting no that's that's cool i had no idea yeah and so sirius typically rises after the summer solstice in you know august july and a fun fact about sirius it is the brightest star in the sky not named the sun how far away is it oh i should have checked it out ah. off the top of my head so i'm gonna top of my head this brightest star in the sky sirius i'm gonna guess 1100 light years let's find out I mean, it's the only pod, the only baseball podcast where you're getting you're getting astronomy. Time. Oh my goodness, I was way off. I am so sorry, everyone. I said eleven hundred. It's eight light years away, eight point six. I'm so sorry. That is so embarrassing. It, honestly, I, I knew that. honestly, I knew it honestly, it is. Everyone, everyone <laughs> here that's listening to you is laughing. As, as it, honestly, they should. Uh, so for more astronomy facts, follow me on Twitter at BD Riddle. <laughs> that's cool. No, that's that's cool though. Uh, do we know when it was like used in a baseball context? I I just always I've heard it in the same context where it's the announcer talk, like kind of the play. Right. Game. It real. So it really feels like this is a Mark Twain origin when he's writing some kind of book. It is his dark days of summer because the series is up in the sky. It does feel very Americana in that sense. Um, First time it was used in baseball to describe the late season. I don't have the answer off the top of my head, but next I just, episode I will. I feel like I could hear Vin Scully saying that kind of like, you know, like it's like the sixth inning. It's really hot, a hot day. You know, it's, and if, it's kinda... yeah, like in the baseball phrase, when I hear dog days of summer, I think it's a forgettable baseball game. Yeah. Like no one's going to remember this for the sixth ball game. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, exactly. Where it's it's really like it's yeah, it's not a relevant game. But at but that point for but the at the same time, it really does in my mind represent some good stuff about baseball. Like it's a late summer, just yeah. enjoy it. It's here yeah, for the moment. You will remember it, but it's here for the moment. Enjoy it. Wow, it's very very poignant. And that um, that kind of ties into our next segment, doesn't it? I don't know how that ties into our next. segment. Oh, you can do I'll, it. I believe you. I'll, I'll let you. Okay, knock. Knock yourself out. How's the tie-in? <laughs> so this is baseball about the past, feeling good about the baseball in the moments. But looking ahead, uh, if we look 10 years ahead of time, well, what may baseball look like then? Okay. So this this segment, oh, kind of work. Yeah. So this segment right. is all about flashing forward what we think baseball may look like in 10 plus years from now. Uh, so right. Noah, we, we uh, recently... Um, last month or so, had the new CBA passed, so new rules, new kind of metrics set down for the game of baseball in this country. Uh, but every so often, these rules will change and evolve throughout time. So this segment is what we think the rules may look like, You know, some of the players, the teams, and how baseball may operate in this country in about 10 years. Now, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a – I'm going to put my best foot forward here. And I'm going to try my best to not get silly because I feel like a lot of the times when we have conversations like this, true. I get silly and I start talking about sleeveless baseball jerseys. I'm not going to well, do that's, that. That's not silly, sir. That's just common right. sense that's right there. Uh, but I think I think if, if we're thinking, OK, there's going to be another CBA in five years, potentially two in the next decade. Mm-hmm. So I, I think what's probably next is because we've seen it especially this year there's we've yeah. eliminated and, or we've we've installed i guess universal dh and, 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 and keep in mind the mob rules committee it, it can change rules every year yeah. 
Yeah, I I really think the the game's trending in a direction though where the the differences in the leagues are are in especially even the divisions are are kind of sure. falling away. Yeah, not I think we're probably going to end up in a some kind of conference type deal. I think I think the playoffs end up looking more like the NBA in the next ten years, where there's more teams. I could see as many as fourteen or even help. I really hope not, but like sixteen teams in the playoffs where. You know, more teams, more teams, you know, don't really have to work to compete. And and, and I can see that happening and, to where the conference is also I could see because we've got some weird, funky divisions where I, I could see it being all streamlined into, into right. two conferences. And, and to be fair, divisions are, quote unquote, new in baseball because uh, yeah. typically it was only the National League and American League and only the top teams would go to the World Series. And then later on, it was revised to the top two teams in each league play a playoff game and then go to the World Series, a playoff series rather, and then to the World Series. So having them divided into two leagues historically is accurate. Uh, but yeah, having, what do you want to call it, eight teams in each league make the make playoffs, that's 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 too far, man. I also, I also feel like the, my next idea is kind of, it is more out there, but I, I feel like it could, it could happen I, in the sense that they've been talking about doing these the this stupid run around second and extra innings and mm-hmm. and all that and everyone hates that uh but i could see them end up doing tiebreaker like a home run derby tiebreaker which i would i would really hate but i could see them doing that for a normal game because i feel like it's an easy easy way to get people excited but it would be dumb i'd be against it i agree it, it would it would um, it'd be like a pk like shootout so i i have i have two thoughts number one i never want to see that in major league baseball but number two, were this a part of the game in 1886? I would love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, well, that's that's it. It's, it's I don't want to sound like I hate fun. You know, everyone loves a home run derby. I think they're awesome. Uh, but at the same time, like, I feel like I just I can see it happening because it's, it's I, one of those uh, things where it, you're right. It's going to it would sacrifice it, it. In theory, it would get more people watching the game, even though that might not necessarily be true. And it would solve a couple different issues with extra innings. I could just, it's, it's, so let, it let, feels let, the most natural progression. Let, where let me, let me ask you this. We'll go back to the flashing forwards in a moment here, but say in the next 10 years, you are a commissioner. You are, you are the, the overseer of major league baseball. How do you get more people to watch the games? Um, honestly, it's, I just hire young people. <laughs> <laughs> wow noah with the obvious answer i mean i just i i, I <laughs> you're, you're I, right like, though no i i hire a bunch of a bunch of young young marketing people and i hire a bunch of young social media people and uh, noah ace got six by the way for commissioner if you yeah. were looking to hire for young but, people but really it's 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 i think that's something the nfl's done uh and especially the nba they do a really nba is fantastic at it, tapping yeah. into the youth market where and baseball and I, I i talked about this on uh with uh miles nelson uh not too long ago where baseball knows the moments that it are marketable but they refuse to do it anyway it's like mm-hmm. bat flips are the most marketable moment in in the sport and yeah you know how often i have to dig into some like you know twitter threads yeah like like i mean super hidden to find some grainy video I, to do my oh, video on like it's so hard to get these they don't take these these clips these moments that will go viral and they don't they don't mm-hmm. actually present them or, or or produce them in a way that is beneficial to helping the game grow right and and looking at marketing uh one of the big you know, marks on Major League Baseball is not promoting individual players. And I get that we're in the Trout era and we're not marketing him, which is, honestly, if you look at this Twitter, if you're not the weather fan. Yeah. <laughs> but then you have other players uh, like Mookie, for example. Uh, Jazz Chisholm is fantastic on Twitter. Yeah. And so many others that are just thrown off to the wayside. They have to promote themselves. So it is a golden opportunity to do just what the NBA is doing, who is growing fantastically. Yeah. Um, all right so so we've we've gotten through some rules let's let's yep. change things up a bit so pl- 10 years from now what pl- who are the best players in baseball uh, besides mike trout and suzuki um is mike trout gonna he's not gonna be playing 10 years from now what 10 years about? so he's what 31 32 playing 10 years from now how, how old is trout right now uh i want to say trout's like 30 oh he'll be playing in his 40 like, he'll have the good age skill set 
Mike but, Trout is 30 years old. Yeah. But, but okay. I mean, okay, I but just, best players, not so much. 40 now. Uh, so in 10 years, Juan Soto will be what, 33? Probably. You got you got to put Soto up in that conversation. Juan Soto is currently twenty three. See, I hope he'll be thirty three in ten years. I think he'll still be among the best players in ten years. I agree. (laughs) I agree. No, I feel like I feel like that's true. I feel like in ten years it's going to be Juan Soto. I feel like Tatis is going to end up having having a. He's not going to be playing (sighs) in ten years. No, sadly, Acuna, Acuna could be up there, and I think. Uh. Hmm. I think so, I think Soto, Acuna, and I think honestly, Vladdy Jr. Maybe I feel like that's, I, I those are all that. very easy. So, answers, so let but... let me ask you this point, Blake. In ten years, where a player currently playing in Major League Baseball win the MVP? No. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, I mean, it's 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 like that's a really hard, that's a really tall task. Yeah, because... but it's it's like three players versus the field. Unless, so, unless, yeah. okay, okay, but. Unless you take that to mean like maybe like Wander Franco in ten years, like like someone yeah. who's not established yet, uh, Franco could do it because he's only he's twenty one. He could he could win mm-hmm. an MVP and Soto could win an MVP at thirty three. I'm just he's thirty three. What are the odds? Uh, yeah, I think I do think okay. But what team does Soto? What team is he playing on? When oh, he is probably playing is the Los uh, Angeles Dodgers. I was gonna say like the Nashville <laughs> Sound, but sure. Nashville's got a team now. <laughs> in ten years, Nashville will have a team. Portland may have a team. Okay, Vegas yeah, probably where, has a team. Where where do you think the next two do you think there's two more teams in ten years? Four more teams? Well, they have to have at least two to even out they, um leagues. Uh-huh. Um I hate to say Vegas, but probably Vegas. <laughs> This, Why do you uh, hate to say Vegas? I feel like it's a fine place for a team. Well, as 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 a Diamondback fan, I hate it because <laughs> oh, yeah, there's always yeah. rumors about that. Yeah. But I'm sure they're getting an expansion team because that's NFL is going. Um, NHL is there. I'm sure basketball will be there in X amount of years, and baseball is not far behind. Um, but then that's the West Coast. You got to balance it out in the East Coast because if we do go to those big conferences we were talking about, the um, AL, NL, with you know big East and West divisions, you got to balance that with the East. So something like Nashville or Charlotte uh, may work. Even Orlando was mentioned a couple times, but uh, probably more Nashville, I'm thinking. Okay. okay. Because that fills a void that the Braves are in, but there's a big empty area in in the geographic. That's true, because they're they're like most of the Southwest, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think, honestly, New Orleans would be a cool place for baseball. Oh, they would be great. They have a good good minor league team down there. Uh, But... That's tough. I don't know if New Orleans would be a great Major League Baseball town. I've always really wanted a team in Hawaii, but that's just so impossible. Yeah. <laughs> Them in Alaska. Yeah. Uh, I think, honestly, an, another Canadian team would be cool. In, in... Oh, 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 yeah. Montreal, of course. Montreal, what are we thinking? Yeah, Montreal, Montreal is yeah, going to get a team. Yeah, I'm so right. sorry, that, Canada. That Montreal sense. gets a team. Uh, yeah. Uh, Portland would be cool, I think. Uh That'd be tough to do with the Mariners, though. What would be hilarious is we have all these teams, like or all these cities, like New York or Los Angeles, all the big towns that have two teams because it's I don't know because they would get like Topeka. I think it would be hilarious to put like another team in like Kansas City, just two teams in Kansas City or something, like 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 one of the smaller towns. I'm I'm telling you, man, the Kansas City Monarchs would be a great draw. That would be cool. That would be very cool. Uh, okay, so let's take. Okay, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot a couple, throw a couple names at you, and you just respond first. All right. Off the top of your head, what team are they on? Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, God, I, I hate my the first that went to the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> first shot, first thought should have been the Angels. That uh, that that's what I'm holding out for. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, Trey Turner. Uh, ten years. Is he in the league in ten years? How old is he? Yeah, that's true. He's he's, he's a he's speedster. Side. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go with the Rangers. Are you just asking? Wait, wait, no. Oh, oh, Trey Turner on the Rangers. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, he's thirty-eight years old. The speedster on the Rangers. That he's tracks. Thirty-eight right now. So yeah, thirty-eight. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. He would be so old. Um, <laughs> he would be so old. I feel like Walker Buehler could end up on the Rangers just because he's got a really cool Ranger name. Mm-hmm. That's um, true. 
Okay. Uh, I of course now I'm like think of baseball players, and I can't think of baseball players. Um. Um. Let's see. Who's young and exciting? Tatis is he in the league? Tatis? If no, so, I think he's, no, I I don't think so. I think he's wait. He's doesn't he have like a twelve year contract? Yeah. So he'd still be on the Padres unless he gets traded. Tatis is also twenty three years old. So yeah, he oh he'll be, be in the league. I think he ends up like a like a Prince Fielder situation or like, a, oh. like I don't want to say it because I love Tatis. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, his career has already been. I I also love Prince so Fielder. Injured. And they're, they're kind of similar in the love for the game and the bombastic personalities yeah. in that sense. Different, completely yeah. different play styles. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they also oh, have dreads. Uh, uh, Cody Bellinger. Where, where's where's he at? Oh, that guy's on the Angels. He's he on turns the he turns heels Angels. and goes, "No, man, I'm going to the other town." That's funny. Where's going Otani? to the real LA? Where's Otani? Oh. I don't think I he's guess, in 10 years. I think he's No, he's, he's definitely a good DH type in 10 years. Um I I can see him. I can honestly see him going to like a Boston situation. To the Dodgers, that's what I was saying. Man, um, what are you doing here? About- <laughs> it's also telling that I haven't said Dimebacks once. So Kendrick, come on, open up that wallet, man. It's gonna, you're going to get you're going to get like one one really gnarly player for like 10 years and then like like who who's the we, equivalent we, of we, that Granky? <sighs> Or another Zach Granke, like like JD Martinez, Zach Granke in ten years still going to be pitching. I'll uh, take second time in Arizona. (laughs) You know, get get in the good knuckleball. I'll take Granke in ten years with a knuckleball. His his second seven-year contract with the D-backs at the age Uh. of thirty-seven. Ah man! All right. Uh, So, so this is called Schroeder and Freud uh, for the Dodgers fans, which is the joy of pain of others. Talking about Dimebacks. I'm not. I'm not. I take no pleasure from this. Absolutely none. He says with a smile uh, on his face. Okay. Top five teams and bottom five teams. Bottom five number one. Oh, bottom five first. Yeah, why not? All right, bottom five first. Uh, Rangers. Rangers, <laughs> solid. It, it just feels like it. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. Um, really not optimistic about that Corey Seager contract. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to be. Um, so Rangers bottom five. It, 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 and you got to go almost with small market teams. Like you throw yeah. the Royals in there. They had their time. They're coming in 15 years, but 10 years, not so much. Um, dare I say Mariners? <laughs> Mariners. Wow. I, I, I had them. I had them on the up and up. They're going to be in. You in do in 10 years. Players. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And of course, Marlins. And uh, you know what? And the Dodgers. I think I th- Dodgers. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm interested to hear why you think that. I think the Marlins will actually be really good because they've got ridiculous yeah, pitching talent. And that's why I didn't say the Marlins because I actually yeah. think they'll be good. I, I think top top five. I think, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the Yankees are bottom half at least. In, in yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if in top five the Diamondbacks are there, uh, to be honest with you. Diamondbacks, yeah. Okay, I, I, all right. Um <laughs> They've, they've um, discovered how to regrow. Rainy okay, I actually apologize. The Rockies should be in the bottom five because I, yeah, their their ownership is just a mess. And I'm sorry, oh, Rockies Bryant. fans, you guys deserve so much better. Chris Bryant in ten years, just this old man taking at bats at Coors. Um, right. Yeah, I, th- I think. Um, I think the Rays will keep doing their thing. I think they'll okay. be fine. Who's the most unlikely team to win a championship in the next ten years? That, that uh, will win one. Unlikely. So the first name came to be the Brewers, but they're a good squad right now. Brewers. So wouldn't it be I terribly? It wouldn't be terribly surprising if they won a World Series, though. I, I could see them having like the next like Cinderella Cinderella yeah. run. I, yeah. Especially like it could be very surprising if if Yelich is not good again. Uh, they have great <sighs> pitching. Uh huh. So that's that's good for a team. I think the Rays will break through and finally win one. I want them to. I, I'm pulling for the Angels, but I feel like that's just kind of like I, I. I feel like the Angels are baseball's team. Like everybody who's yeah. a fan of Major League Baseball them. wants the Angels to do well. Them I and the Mariners. I can see. We, the we just want them to be happy. Yeah, the Mariners. I would love the Mariners to win one. That's my my hot take for the year. Uh, my bold prediction is I think that both uh, the Angels and the Mariners are making playoffs. And what if they face each other? Who do you root for? I would root for the Angels. The Angels, yeah, cool it's be the Angels. Person. Yeah, sorry guys. Uh, no, because it's it's it, when you think we've got two more teams making playoffs this year, I, I could very well see it happening. All right, uh, la- last question for this right. ten-year look ahead. Um, compared to the football, National Football League, NBA, uh, where is baseball in that? 
Are okay, we still like, three? Like viewership? Okay. Um, yeah. I think NBA is far and away going to be number one. I could see I could see baseball overtaking football again though because football's just had such a there's just all of the stuff coming out about health and you know that whole I could see football falling off. Uh, yeah, but we've been saying that for ten years and it hasn't. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's still a monolith it's, of culture. That's true. it's it's easy because it's one game a week. It's not a huge commitment. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could I could see it still being huge, but I think but, if, uh, if there's going to be any movement, it's going to be football becoming less popular. I can I see could, that. I feel and, like and baseball's ba- always going to be just just kind of from now well, on. I don't think it's ever going to be like the main sport. And baseball be. is so great locally. Like it's not yeah. a national sport. It gets great yeah. uh, ratings locally. Um, it can pack out stadiums when it needs to, and it's just so much fun in the city it's in. But if you ask somebody in Louisiana yeah. how they feel about um, you know the brewers for example they won't care yeah yeah but i i I think i think it'll be i kind of want to just say it's going to be baseball is going to be the same degree of popular that it is now i like now i feel like it's big but it's also in the same sense kind of yeah my points myself is that it declines but that's that's just my internal pessimistic self what the the owners end up doing over the next decade i think that will be <laughs> i mean that's that's pretty much it whatever rob wants to do it's uh... but yeah but for now it's back it's lovely i saw Clayton hey baseball's happy yeah I, I i've been watching have you gotten to watch much spring training so far I, i've been on the road so much no oh that's right that's right <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping once we get back in the swing of the season, when I start traveling, I can go see games and cities, uh, but not right now. Yeah, yeah, but it'll. I'm excited. It's back. I caught. I caught a Dodger game the other. Oh, that's right. Because when we're recording this game, sorry, uh, when this uh, show is live, the Diamondbacks will be six games up. Um, so clearly, <laughs> we'll have enjoyed baseball by then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, but uh, baseball's back. I'm excited. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyway. If you liked the uh, what you heard tonight, be sure to follow along with Short Hops and Tall Tales on Twitter at Short Hops PL. Follow Brandon at BD Riddle and myself at Noah A. Scott 6. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, if you like what you hear, please re- leave a review. Tell your friends. Uh, help us uh, reach new ears. Yeah, weird way to say it Uh, for Brandon Riddle. I'm (laughs) Noah Scott, and this has been the Short Hops and Tall Tales podcast. See you next time.